Hey, welcome back to American Line Builders podcast. Uh, we're joined today with a special guest from uh, Buckingham uh, Group, which is Tim Batty. He's the general manager, and uh, we're going to discuss a great topic today of continuous improvement and building strength through mistakes. Uh, Tim brings a lot of expertise that he and his organization have, have learned over time, and we think that it would be important and uh, worthwhile to share with all of you as contractors. So, Tim, welcome. Thank you, Kevin. I appreciate that. Uh, happy to be here and happy to discuss the topic for all your contractors. Looking forward to it. Awesome. Tim, do you have any uh, more background you want to give on yourself or, or Buckingham before we get going? Sure. Uh, my name is Tim Batty. Uh, I'm the general manager of Buckingham Manufacturing. If you're not familiar with Buckingham, we're the le worldwide leader in providing solutions for fall protection work positioning for the electric industry. So we focus exclusively on the utility companies and the associated contractors and per make equipment that allow your employees to work safer, more efficiently, and more effectively. Uh, so. Awesome. Well, I think uh, we have a pretty great uh, topic here to talk about. And um, I guess, first of all, for anybody listening, what, what is continuous improvement and how do you see that? Great question, Kevin. Uh, the way at Buckingham we view continuous improvement is always focusing on the small things. It's honesty. It's being honest with yourself and saying that you might not find the best way to conduct a work practice or make a piece of equipment, that there's always room for improvement. And that's our, that's our goal is we wanna create this environment where everyone in our organization from a frontline worker to upper management has the ability to improve the organization, take ownership over what they do. And that is our goal is just to focus on small things uh, fix the problems that you see that's right in front of your face. And over time, these improvements build on each other. So that's the, uh, that's the overarching goal of our continuous improvement is just allowing everyone in our organization to, to take ownership and improve. Awesome. Uh, you know, that sounds to me as if it's almost a culture thing. Um, and so I guess my next question would be, and I'm sure people are wondering, how do you create an environment uh, of continuous improvement and, and, and kind of integrate that into your everyday life of culture? It is. It's that is our culture. And that is what we strive for at Buckingham is creating that environment. And the best way that we can create that environment as managers is to not punish mistakes. In my experience, 99.9% .9 of all mistakes that are made in our facility is a management problem. It's my responsibility. If our employees have the correct goal, the correct materials, correct training, the correct machinery, then they will in the correct process, the correct documentation, and they're gonna do a great job. You're gonna be successful. But if they're missing one of those aspects, then that's where mistakes come into play. And that is a man, every one of those, uh, Every one of those areas that I mentioned previously is management's responsibility to give the tools to the employees to be successful. That's that. And if employee makes a mistake as managers, if you punish it, then it'll be hidden. And you won't be able to have the opportunity to find those areas that have fallen through the cracks to improve it. 
Absolutely. So it's kind of like supporting your staff by, by making sure that you teach them through their mistakes or figure out what you're not providing them to, to be successful. Correct. That's a hundred percent correct. It's giving the tools to your employees to be successful and creating this environment where they feel safe and they feel comfortable bringing these issues up so they can be solved. And again, we do that by not punishing mistakes. I can't be stressful. I can't stress that enough that uh, we just don't want them hidden. We want them to bubble to the surface where we have the best minds in our company can collaborate to, to prevent them from moving, uh, from happening again. And, and, you know, in my experience, you have small mistakes that are maybe really tiny and don't, they, really they can be corrected very quickly with a conversation. And sometimes there's large mistakes that could cost money or, you know, how do you all prevent mistakes from hurt, hurting your organization um, when, when you, when you find one arise? That's a great point is we try to solve small mistakes and we, we assume, we don't hope that mistakes not happen. People are, you know, everyone is human. Everyone makes mistakes. Uh, it's just, it's inevitable. So you have to plan for it and put the processes and procedures in place to catch small mistakes before they become big mistakes and then big mistakes reach our customers. So that is our goal of our managers. That's my responsibility. But every once in a while, again, no one's perfect. And from time to time, a mistake will reach our customer. And then again, you should have a plan in place to mitigate that mistake. And in Buckingham, that is essentially stand behind your product. It's quite simple. Own your mistake, be honest with it. It's our responsibility. And then you fix it. You make sure that you identify the problem, be empathetic with the end user. You understand why it's important to them and then fix the mistake, make it right, and then prevent it from happening again in the future and communicate that to the end user. So if they feel comfortable that, hey, I purchased this expensive piece of equipment from Buckingham, if it doesn't operate the way it should, they're gonna fix the problem and make sure it never happens again. And, and when you when you have a scenario like that, do you ever do follow-up kind of at the end after you fix the problem, you address it, do you ever go back and say, well, you know, are you, are you happy with the process to the customer? Or is that more of an internal type uh, discussion? It is both. Uh, we've had from time to time, customers come visit our facility or we would go visit their facility and do a root cause analysis. I'm sure many people are uh, familiar with the root cause analysis process. You ask five whys. Some people say five whys. Uh, why did this happen? Then you ask why again, why again? And after five whys, and typically you're at the root cause, uh, and that's what we have to communicate to the, uh, to the customer. We believe that sunlight is the best disinfectant. You know, be honest. And if you communicate this honesty, I think our customers realize that and they can, they can sense it and then realize that they're dealing with, uh, I think a top-notch organization, number one. And then number two is they're gonna feel comfortable moving forward. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I guess that kind of just leads right into the next question of, um, you know, how, how do you take that and then make your organization stronger for the mistakes? Obviously you don't wanna make the same mistakes, um, but you wanna build off of them and, and move forward. Um, how, how do you kind of uh, get that process rolling for you at Buckingham? Good question. Uh, 
as I said before, we do not punish mistakes because we don't want them hidden. We want them to bubble to the surface, but we don't tolerate not learning from your mistakes. I think Albert Einstein said, uh, making the same mistake and get, expecting a different result is insanity. And that's what we want to prevent. We want to stop the same mistakes being made over and over and over again. And we just don't tolerate that. Um, so everyone in our organization understands that. We communicate that to the end user or to our employees and our end user that say, hey, the culture at Buckingham is a safe environment where you feel comfortable bringing your mistakes that you made up to the surface, self-report them in the best uh, circumstances. But if you make the same mistake over and over again, that's unacceptable. We expect you to have the ability to realize your mistake, be honest with it, own it, and then correct it moving forward and learn from it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, how, how do you usually see your employees respond when they go through something like this? That's a great question. Uh, typically, a newer employee can take a little while to get used to this type of culture. Uh, Long-term employees, uh, they're familiar with it. They realize, say, hey, listen, I screwed up. Uh, that's, I'm sorry, I screwed up, and this is the mistake. This is what happened, and this is what I'm going to do to prevent it from again from happening. That's great. New employees take a little bit longer to come up to speed on it. Uh, and we have a whole process behind it where it's essentially six steps. And it ranges from consulting with your employee to retraining and then a disciplinary process after that if they don't get on board. But typically 99% of the time, uh, our, our new employees don't realize that they're doing something wrong. That's number one thing. It's, we haven't, as managers, given them clear goals and guidelines on what is right and what is wrong. So once they realize what they're supposed to do, uh, then they, not too surprisingly, do it because no one comes to work trying to trying to do a poor job. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I, I guess there's a sense of getting buy-in from the employees through that process as well. A hundred percent. And again, the buy-in is the manager owns it. Uh, the leaders in our organization, they're the one that's supposed to get our entire organization, what we say, rowing the boat in the same direction. You wanna make the boat go faster. So if everyone's going together in sync and rhythm, improving the company, and then the company improves, again, continuous improvement, and then we get better as an organization. We build off each other and learn from each other to, to, to progress, that's it. That's what we come to work every day to do. Um, and that's why as leaders, we put our employees first. That's absolutely paramount. It goes at Buckingham, it's customers, employees, and then everyone else after that. Because if our, if our leaders and our top line managers support our employees and truly uh, take what they have at heart and give them all the tools necessary to be successful, then our employees will make great products and then support our customers and our customers' expectations will be met. They'll be happy with the end result and happy with uh, using Buckingham's equipment. Do you all ever have um, kind of like mentoring? Obviously you mentioned experienced employees versus new employees. Do you ever have some of the experienced employees mentor or does that just happen naturally because of the culture there? 
Great question. And we actually use, we're very similar to the IBW and we use apprentice program uh, for new employees coming in. Uh, we have employees of all walks in life with different skill levels and abilities. And some employees don't speak English, some do. Uh, so there's a lot of communication issues that are up here. And the way that we overcome these communication issues is pair uh, a newer employee up with a long-term employee and then teach them not only the culture, not only uh, the day-to-day task of what they have to do, but just introduce them to people and make them feel welcomed and acclimated to this uh, environment that we've created at Buckingham. And over time, they, they learn how to build our products and they learn how the correct processes and procedures that we've put in place and then slowly become acclimated uh, with the rest of the employees. Nice. I'm sure our contractors can relate to that just uh, with, like, as you mentioned, the IBW's apprenticeship process, but also, you know, with their management people there's a period whether you call it apprenticeship or just a mentoring period that that's pretty normal i would believe um i'm gonna throw you a curveball we didn't kind of uh discuss ahead of time but um you know uh, ultimate goal is not to have any mistakes but uh is there is there a mistake that you would say is your favorite that you learned from whether it was company or personal that um you know you kind of went through these steps and you said man that i I enjoyed learning about that mistake and fixing it. And this is what the end result was. You know, there was a, uh, early on in my career, we had a equipment problem with one of our large customers. Um, and after we did the root cause analysis and determines that, uh, what well, number one, it was a management problem we didn't give the tools to our employees to be successful. Luckily, we have the best employees in the entire world in our industry, and they overcome the deficit and documentation that management didn't give our employees. And that's where this whole do not punish mistakes idea came from, was that actually that one instance that uh, employees didn't bring up that they didn't have the correct tools to be successful. And we're like, why do we need to do this? That's my job as a manager is to give you the tools to be successful. And if you didn't have them, uh, shame on me, I should have given them to you to begin with. But then I want you to feel comfortable saying, hey, Tim, I need more resources to be able to do my job, period. Uh, and that one instance created this whole process behind don't punishing mistakes revamped our inspection procedure. We actually have a person now in our facility that does all day, that does multiple people, I should say, that they do nothing all day and every day, but uh, give feedback to our employees and give them tools to be successful. Uh, we, the feedback portion of it is just absolutely critical within our organization. As again, honesty, and then once you're honest with the mistake that is made and you give feedback and you correct that mistake immediately, it's useful. But if you don't give a person feedback on a mistake that they've made, uh, we like to say feedback goes through exponential decay. If you give feedback now, immediately it's useful. A day later, it's moderately useful. But three or four days down the road, you're essentially wasting your time. You might as well not even address it. So that's why we have these, after that one incident, we just came together as an organization and truly put 
new process and procedures in place in a safe environment where we have people that are supporting each other and our employees then uh, meet the customer's expectations afterwards. Awesome. Yeah. And then I, uh, while we were talking here, I just thought of something else. You know, you have a great process that has kind of now become part of culture for you at Buckingham. Um, but I, I imagine that it's difficult. Uh, you know, it's great to say, well, we want our employees to bring the problems, let them rise to the surface, as, as you mentioned. But um, sometimes the practical side of, of getting employees comfortable with that um, is tough. Um, what were some of your challenges of, of getting to that point? I mean, I'm sure it's taken time to get there. It has. It was. That's a great question. It's taken. Uh, employees learn at different speeds, uh, and those. It's a function of their past experiences in the company. You know, if they feel they've gotten bit in the past, then they'll be more reluctant to be open in the future. You know, that's not too surprising. Um, other employees who haven't had those experiences are faster to hop on board. But again, it's uh, constant communication. Your communication to the employees on these new process and procedures should be consistent and continuous throughout the entire organization. And then, uh, you know, actions speak louder than words. It takes time to build trust. Uh, and trust is built over a lot of small decisions and small uh, successes over time. And once that, and once you're continuous and consistent in these actions, then your employees will begin to trust the process. Yeah, I, I believe that I've seen that for us here at the association level too. So, um, that's awesome. I appreciate you sharing that. Um, and I guess before we kind of wrap up, um, you know, you've shared a lot of really good information. Is there, any key takeaways that you really kind of want to drive home um, that you want to leave the contractors with that they sped to the end of this and, you know, get the, the, the juicy part. Awesome. Uh, well, first of all, I'd like to let your contractors know if they are a current customer of ours, uh, we appreciate your business. We really do. All of our employees uh, are thankful for the work that you put in our shops. And if you're not a customer, then we appreciate the opportunity to get in front of you at some point. Uh, I think the last, what I'd leave away is just without proper feedback, you need that feedback loop for continuous improvement. So if you don't have a channel to, after you conduct a job, do a job or make a piece of equipment in our instance, you need to connect the circle and get a feedback loop uh, to see how, how you did. And that is just absolutely critical. It's just feedback is the lifeblood of continuous improvement. Uh, so if anyone's out there who has any uh, issues or concerns, particularly with Buckingham's equipment, we'd love that feedback. We strive for it and we request it and we want it because that, that makes us get better. And I hope uh, you take that in consideration for your own uh, jobs, your own employment as well. Now that's a, that's a good point. Uh, you know, I think, not only just for, you know, what you, what you provide the industry through, through Buckingham, but also, as you mentioned, you know, internally for our, our, our contractors, you know, they, they have some of the same um, challenges, I believe at times and um, feedback's important. And it reminds me of uh, when I was in my undergrad, we got the tour of the Mack truck 
um, facility where they built the trucks. You could start at one end where it was basically a frame and at the other end of the line, you know, there was a truck coming out of a paint shop. Um, and they had found that, um, they needed to put all these TVs up in their warehouse because their employees just, you know, they knew they built these trucks and they knew the job they did, but they really didn't know anything else. Um, and so what they were doing was they would, you know, put the numbers of how many, how sales are doing and all these stats They were all internal, but that they could look up at any time and see how the company was doing. Um, so that's another type of feedback and, um, sounds like similar to what you, you kind of do internally. That's a hundred percent. Right. It's just, you need, uh, you need to know, let people know if you're doing a good job and if you're doing a bad job, because that's how people self-correct, you know, and they like to see the big picture. Uh, so that's a good point. That's, that's a good point too. The big picture is always helpful. Kind of, why we have mission statements, right? hundred <laughs> percent. Um, well, uh, you know, I thank you, Tim, for, for joining us for really our first, uh, informative podcast outside of our newsletters. So, uh, we, hopefully our contractors find a lot of value in this conversation and we hope to do more. Um, I, I know, uh, our travel schedules will align here and, and you'll be attending the utility expo and the, uh, national NECA convention. So some of our contractors will, will attend both uh, or one of those. So um, I know you'd probably be available to, to continue this conversation if somebody wanted to. 100%. If anyone has any uh, questions or comments or concerns, uh, they can feel free to reach out to Buckingham or myself at any time. We'd love to hear from you and love to discuss uh, anything that you'd like. Good. Awesome. And we'll, we'll make sure to put your information kind of in, in the uh, details of this podcast. But um, again, thank you for spending some time with us here at American Line Builders. And um, we look forward to working with you in the future there, Tim. Thank you. Thank you, Kevin, for the opportunity. And I, everyone stay safe. <laughs>